0: Talking with girlfriends is our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Join me, Madden and Chate Jones, and my good girlfriend, Tenille Daniels, for an hour of healing through hospitality as we welcome friends from across the lifestyle and wellness spaces to join us for some good, healthy girl talk. Pull up a seat, get comfortable, and make yourself at home. You are now listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey, hello to all of our listeners. We have a really great episode ahead of us today, but I kind of have to share something that I'm a little bit bummed about. We had to call an audible. Tanil was having some technical issues, so she cannot join us today. So I'm going to kind of do the intro part solo and we'll see how it goes. Um, And then we'll jump into the content because we do have a very special guest today that I'm super excited about. So you guys know that every week, Tanil and I talk about our favorite thing that we're dishing on. On. And mine this week is Overtone Conditioning Color. Um, I use it because you guys know I have grays and I like to dye my hair different colors and it rinses right out. But they actually have a colorless conditioner, conditioner called The Remedy, um, which I absolutely love. So if you're curly um, or maybe even not, my hair is blown out right now, it is um, an excellent conditioner. So I just wanted to share that as my fave of the week. Um... I wish I knew what Tennille's fave was, but we'll catch up next week and make her give us two faves of the week. But check out um, Overtone and check out that conditioner. I love it. So with that being said, I'm going to jump into our table talk topic of the week. So y'all know that we kicked off the episode talking about hopeful expectation um, and how to stand in a posture of both hope for what's to come and gratitude for what is. And that really set the framework for our April series on fresh starts. And then last week, we talked about the value of resting before you reset with Michelle McKenny, um, And that was a really good, hearty, and vulnerable conversation. Um, we know that a lot of you share that it hit deep. And so we love that. Um, and this week, we're going to kind of keep that going with the Good Girlfriend Talk. We're going to be talking more about the practical aspect of getting a fresh start, setting goals, and making the good things happen in your life. So welcome to season three, episode 11, Growing Good Goals. Today's guest, you guys, I am super, I know Tanilda usually does this part. I am super hyped to be able to introduce to y'all um, my good girlfriend, but also somebody that I have admired for Probably 10 years from afar. And over the last year, we've um, really grown into girlfriends over this like weird virtual pandemic time. Um, we've gotten to grow so much closer. So I'm like very excited to introduce to you guys our guest for today. Lara Casey is mom to three. She is a grateful wife and she is a believer in the impossible. As the CEO of Cultivate What Matters, Lara is the creator of the best selling Power Sheets Intentional Goal Planner, which I have on my desk right now, the Write the Word Bible Journals, which I also have on my desk <laughs> right now, and has authored three books Make It Happen. Cultivate and her new children's book, Gracie's Garden. I also have all of the above. So, welcome to the show, our good girlfriend and goal getter, Laura Casey Isaacson. Hey, girl. Oh, my mama.
1: goodness. <laughs> this is the best day ever. You know, all those t shirts that say best day ever. This yes. is actually the best day ever. Yes. I love you. I'm so grateful to be here. I love you too. <laughs> I am so
0: super pumped to have you here. So, Laura, we kind of consider this show to be like an orange, right? So the first couple of questions are like the orange peel, so it's okay. you know kind of peel back. Then, you know, the topic that's the flesh, that's the fruit. Um and then before we get to the the very end, we get into the core. So that's like where Ooh. the seeds and all the good stuff are. Love so it. so we're going to slow walk you in. And for those of you who don't know lara you'll learn more about her, but she calls herself an unlikely gardening. So, like the seed analogies, like I gave a gardener that I gave last week, um, I got those from Laura. So, all, <laughs> the, all the seedy stuff <laughs> all weaves together. So, I'm going to start with our first um, uh, initial question. So, this is kind of the peel of the fruit, right? If you had to describe yourself, not just what you do, but who you are in just a
1: few sentences, what would you say? Okay, so this is girlfriend talk, right? Yes. So I would say that I am broken mm. and mm. imperfect mm. and made beautiful by God's goodness and grace. Mm. Like, that's my real honest answer. I love that. Uh, I, I can't, like, give any other, you know, there's no other titles that I can think of that that fit um, who I really am at the core mm. Uh is I'm just someone who, who needs that. I need God all the time, yes. and I think that's my mo for all that I do in business and work and life and motherhood and in all the things as uh, being needy. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> that's real. Wow, I love that. We've heard a lot of people describe themselves in in so many like different ways, vulnerable ways, but. Um, mm-hmm. That's the first time that I've heard that one on the show, so that's okay. Cool, that's good. Cool. That's good. <laughs> um, okay. The second question is: Love Madden is centered around healing through hospitality. Like that was the whole cornerstone of the brand and just the the life and the community that we live at, at through Love Madden is healing through hospitality. What does that mean to you? How do you believe we grow through how we interact with others?
1: Well, first of all, I can testify that you do that. Uh, that That is absolutely like you couldn't help but do that. Even if you didn't have that as a, a slogan for this yeah. healing through hospitality, I, it's just is you. Thank you. Uh, and so what does it mean to me? And I'll also reflect back what I see in you is mm-hmm. uh, it is, it is first of all, uh, seeing someone,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Like, uh, if I think of any other example of hospitality, uh, of welcoming someone in for a meal or mm-hmm. uh, welcoming in, in a bigger picture sense, a person for who they are, mm-hmm. it has to start with seeing the person mm-hmm. um, to the best of your ability. And then that's where the healing comes in because yeah. doesn't it feel so good? I know it does for me. It feels so good to just just to hear someone say even the words, I see you. Yes. I'm, I'm here with you, yes. you know? I'm sure we, we all say this. Like sometimes I'll say to my husband, I'll like vent a problem yep. and he'll try to fix it, bless yep. his soul. <laughs> um, thank you so much. I, I want the solution, but I, I don't want it until after I know that you have seen me. Right. And so I, to me, healing through hospitality is a welcoming. It's yes. A, it's a you're welcome here. It doesn't matter what happens after that. It's not right. about perfect party decorations right. or a perfect gift or anything like that. It's just, uh, be, yeah, a welcoming.
0: Yeah, that's so perfect. My husband and I actually had that, we have this recurring conversation as well. (laughs) We had that conversation last night. I was like, I just want you to hear me. You don't have to fix it. I mean, you can, because I know that's what you're inclined to do, but like, I just want you to hear me vent about whatever. (laughs) And he's like, okay, okay, but he's literally sitting on his hands because all oh, his mind is just going with, like, oh, totally, yeah. Okay, so here's here's the game
1: plan, like, yeah, yeah. So that's relatable, which uh, is so from a loving place, right? Yes. Like, I, I've had to learn over the years that my husband is not trying to not do the thing that I want. It's just his heart is to help. His that's heart good. is to help, and we got to meet in the middle. Yep. <laughs> exactly, because part of understanding
0: that is me seeing him and allowing him to be and show up as who he is in his own home. So if every time I try to share something and that's his natural response and I'm like, no, that's not what I want. It's like, does he have the freedom to be who he is and operate how he operates, you know, in this safe space between us? So um, I love that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Totally. All right. So now we're going to dig into the topic. So today we're talking about growing good goals. So Tell us, Laura, what is your occupation? What do you do? And here's how we frame it. If you had to explain your work um, with Cultivate What Matters to an elementary-aged child, we typically Ooh, say like a fifth grader. Like it. Yeah, which you've got a bunch of these. so oh, I do. If you, yeah. So if you had to explain what you do to a kid, fifth grade or, or younger, uh-huh. how would you explain it to them? Like Break it down.
1: <laughs> well, I will tell you that my... Uh, almost fourth grader, says, Mommy makes stickers. That's what she does for a living. So. <laughs> and she tells people about Jesus, which is the good part. Um, I, I do, in fact, make stickers. But to tell more about what I do is, you know, that feeling you get when you try to do something you really love, or you try to do something that really matters to you, mm-hmm. and then you forget to do it. Mm-hmm. Or you mess up mm-hmm. and you get so frustrated. Well, what I do is I help women and hopefully a whole lot of other people in between um, bridge the gap. I help them go from what they want mm-hmm. uh, to actually doing something about it nice. and not getting so frustrated at the fact that we're all going to be imperfect. So nice. besides stickers, I hope that my work helps people to live out the things that truly matter to them. And it all starts with first uh, uncovering what matters to them. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I do coaching in that way, but, mm-hmm. uh, if I were to take it a little level above that, or mm-hmm. let's go sixth grade level <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> middle, school. <laughs> middle school is I run a business, you mm-hmm. know, it's not glamorous. It's, uh, it is it is a lot of hard work, as I'm sure all of our businesses are. But mm-hmm. I, I run a team of 12, and, um, you know, we have a lot of moving pieces. So mm-hmm. I think that's always fun for my kids to hear about, too, is they love hearing about our warehouse. And, yeah production and all these other nitty gritty things that do add up to a wonderful big picture. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's great. And I think it's especially great for the girls to be able to see. Um, I know sometimes you talk about like these uh, CEO uh, board meeting training sessions you go to Yeah, and it's all like, you know, polo shirts and suit jackets and whatever. And then (laughs) then here you are with your stickers. So to see mama, you know, in that space, doing that Mm -hmm. thing, lets, you know, lets them know, lets us all know
1: that like we can,
0: we can do it. We can do it. We can can disrupt and shake it
1: up. (laughs) I love what you said because I I literally went to that meeting yesterday. And (laughs) it it is a, it's a group of Christian CEOs Mm -hmm. in various um, industries. So Mm -hmm. totally not my industry, not even near the marketing e-commerce space. And uh, we all sit around the table, and you know we we talk about our businesses. We go through a curriculum. We do a lot of stuff that I this just flies right over my head. I'm there to really learn. <laughs> um, and uh, my sweet kids, they knew I was going, and so they they had secretly put these notes on my clipboard yesterday because they knew Aww. I was nervous. I always get Aww. nervous because I feel like I. I I have good business instincts, but I don't have a business degree, mm-hmm. and so going into that room, I feel like it's it's my way of being sharpened and refined, you know. Yeah. yeah. But they were sweet. They they put all these notes like, "Don't be afraid, mommy. Oh, God is with you, I'm with you, <laughs> with you." I yeah. love that,
0: and it, it's it's wild because we talk a lot about like imposter syndrome on this um, oh, yeah. show and how it shows up for everyone. Um, everybody, New York times, bestselling author, CEO, whoever, like (laughs) we've had so much, so many people come on the show and say like, I feel nervous. You know, I had a, I did a Ted talk. I felt nervous. I felt, and I think that we don't, we don't recognize that we think that once you achieve like a certain, um, level of
1: success, that that Mm -hmm. goes away and it's, it's (laughs) 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 it's just
0: part of the deal.
1: Yeah. It well, it gets easier deal. to come back to center. That's what it is. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't go away uh, because hopefully we all keep learning and growing yes. um, in the direction of our purpose. Yeah. But uh, it, it gets easier to come back to, oh, wait a minute. That's why I was put on this earth. Not to do that person's life path, but mm-hmm. to do my life path. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's less time in between. Realizing those truths. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. It's a, it's a practice. All it right. Is. Next
0: question. Tell us a little bit about your personal story, your upbringing, um, your childhood. However deep you want to get, and basically, yeah. how did that impact who
1: you are and how you show up today? Yes. So I am an introvert, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people would look at um, the the career path that I've had or the things that I do, and they're like, "You are not an introvert. Like you do all these outward things," but um, I, I also have a degree in music and theater, and it, it's just funny to look at those things on the surface, but to give you a little bit about my personal story is, I really think that I was created with a desire to understand people, mm-hmm. and that is very introverted, mm-hmm. right? It's like, I like, um, I have a very vivid imagination. I'm the visionary of our company is my professional title, but what that means is that all through my childhood and growing up, I did things that helped me to either create different worlds through wedding planning is one mm-hmm. of the things that I, I have on my path, mm-hmm. um, through music and theater and lights and sound in theater mm. production, and also in being a personal trainer. After college, I graduated and uh, moved to New York City, and I was a personal trainer. And I was able to spend one-to-one time with people understanding their story. Mm. And what fascinated me about um, people's stories all the way from childhood was transformation transformation. Uh, I loved seeing how someone could go from one person or thinking in a certain way to a totally different way of thinking. And Mm -hmm. I've, of course, experienced that in my own life of feeling like my work was my worth Mm -hmm. uh, in the young parts of my career in those early stages Mm -hmm. to now realizing that's totally not uh, the case. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, growing up, I grew up with two parents that supported my artistic endeavors a lot. Mm -hmm. And then I graduated from college and was going to go on that path of being in music and theater. And I quickly fell out of love with it because Mm. um, I didn't like the business of it. Mm. Didn't like selling myself every day, but I did love people's stories. So that is what led me then to personal training and being able to work with people one-to-one. And that is where I discovered the power of one-to-one interaction of Mm. Understanding someone's motivation, what makes them tick, and helping them to go from one place to the other. So you can see all these things. They're kind of wow on the surface. They don't seem like they're connected, but they now in retrospect. I didn't see it at the time. Right now in retrospect, I see how deeply those things are connected. Yeah. Um, and now that's what I do today. Is on a on a you know a bigger scale than one to one many times. But I hopefully um, help people. To, I'm just a mirror. I'm mm-hmm. just a mirror to reflect back where they are now, and what really matters. And we create products to help people live that out. Mm, So it's, you still get the art, you still get the creativity, you still get the storytelling, but it's
0: the heart of it is the coaching.
1: Yeah. And it's not my story. It's other people's stories. You know, it started as my story when I first started the business. Yeah. But now it's um, helping people to live out what matters to them in their unique paths. You know, it's not, it's not anything that I could be able to decide for them or prescribe for them. But I think that's what's so fun about it is everyone has a unique gift, a unique calling. And seeing that come out, there's just no greater feeling of, or, or experience of getting to see that, uh, whether it's in someone we work with or our children or a friend or just seeing freedom. Um, it's really exciting.
0: And isn't it like, doesn't it blow your mind to know how many people you've been able to touch through this work? Like, is that not crazy to you to know that like this stuff that you've created is like all over the world? It's a little weird. It's and, crazy. You know,
1: it's crazy. <laughs> I have to say though that I, I can't take a lot of credit for it. I think mm-hmm. that if you are to spend enough time in any pursuit, mm-hmm. It is inevitable that you will meet people and, you know, Lord willing, touch people's lives in some positive way. But yeah. I, I also have to, like, say that I have been doing this for a while now. Yes. So a lot of it is just cumulative years. It's not experience. It's not some magic. It's just uh, I I just I always love encouraging people with that, that yeah. good things grow over time. Yes. It didn't happen overnight. Yes. You know, I didn't grow a business overnight and. It doesn't happen in these big, magical, overnight successes. It it really just happens slowly. (laughs) Yeah. It grows little by little over time. But when you look back after a lot of time. you look back. You can see the impact. It's amazing.
0: It's amazing.
1: It's like, yeah, the
0: perspective, right? Like looking forward when you first started doing this work and what you kind of hope to do um, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, the diligence and then to be able to stop and look back and it's like, wow, guy look, I mean, like, look at that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is. It's yeah, pretty amazing. It is. I actually have a, a friend from college who, um, in my music and theater program, he just really wanted to go into acting. And and he was one of those people that right out of college didn't get the best uh, auditions. Mm-hmm. Like, he He really struggled for a while, mm-hmm. but I have to tell you, he was the most determined mm. and uh, now he actually has one of the most amazing long lived careers because of that determination and that willingness to embrace a little by little path so mm-hmm. anyway, I always think about him and that i I can relate to that that's that 's what 's up
0: yeah that 's good, and I think that 's encouraging for everybody who 's listening to kind of hear um, you know perspective sometimes we look at. Um, people's chapter 12 when we might be on chapter exactly. two and it's like yeah. we make these comparisons but um, it's nice to hear when people talk about their chapter one and their chapter two and kind of where they yeah. started and um, one of our friends love you was on the show earlier in the season and she's like yeah I'm just a 14 year overnight success like I've just been doing that is this such for a good way to put it <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> she's like let's not forget uh-huh. um, you know where I started and 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 I, and I know that there are even greater things to come so that's exciting and encouraging. So mm-hmm. tell me this, how and when did you know? When did you decide um that it was important for you to align your your story, your your purpose, all of these different sort of disparate things that you just described to us with your career? Like what mm-hmm. was there like a light bulb like, hmm, I should turn this into a business? Like how did you get to cultivate what matters?
1: That is a really good question. Um, I think it happens in spurts, mm-hmm. and that might not be the right word for it. It, it happens uh, again over time, but through for me experiences that this is going to sound really big, but experiences that made me pause and realize the brevity of life. Mm. Uh, and it could it could have been anything. Like mm-hmm. for me, my grandfather was really close to me growing up, and mm-hmm. when he passed away shortly after I graduated from college. Mm-hmm. This is now you know twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of those moments. That was a moment where I thought, whoa, what am I doing with my life? Mm. You know. And I think we all have these experiences sometimes on a daily basis or whether it's bigger things like that, like the death of a loved one or Mm. a sickness or whatever it may be Mm -hmm. where we just kind of have these moments of clarity. Mm -hmm. And these clarity Mm -hmm. moments are so intense sometimes that we just want to shut them off. Like, whoa, I I see that so clearly. And no, that's going to take a lot of change. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's going to, I don't know about that. Um, And for me, I think it was a lot of those experiences that happened over the years Mm -hmm. and uh, going through a lot of really hard things after college, Mm -hmm. like deciding to do a whole new career and Mm -hmm. giving up what I had set out to do, disappointing my family in that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, I had gone through a really painful um, ending of a marriage Mm -hmm. uh, right after college Mm -hmm. and that and just the shame I experienced during that, that whole season. I don't feel that way anymore, but Mm -hmm. um, things like that, like these milestones made me realize I get one life, Mm -hmm. get one life and what am I doing with it? Mm. And I don't think that I ever, uh, and I still don't think I have landed on the moment where I said, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I do feel like we grow and change through the seasons, but yeah, yeah, that didn't really answer your question, but that kind of happens over time. That was good. It actually (laughs) got me thinking. I've heard you talk
0: about like legacy thinking before and just sort of Um, when you're 80 and you're sitting on a, on your front porch in a rocking chair, like what do you want to be able to say about your life and what do you want others Mm -hmm. to be able to say about you and how do you want to have lived, um, this brief life that we get? And so like- When I first heard you ask that question, for me, it was hospitality. Like, I want to be the old lady that everybody hmm. knows that they can, like, go past her house, and she'll have them in to grab something to eat, and her door's always <laughs> open. Like, I want to be everybody's, like, mama, you know? Like, yeah. I want to be that lady. Um yeah. But can you talk to us a little bit about that whole like, like line of thinking sure,
1: yeah, yeah, I, I love how you frame that because uh, you 're right there it 's not that you have to wait for an experience in your life, like a, a horrible, bad experience mm-hmm. to get clarity on mm-hmm. on what matters i think that's uh, that 's really what I do every day all day now is I help women to ask that question, and I continue to ask it myself, mm-hmm. which is. What is really going to matter to you in the big picture and what's not? Mm. And there have been so many moments, and I'm sure there will continue to be, where change is necessary, where I grow or I change or my faith deepens or whatever it is. And that means that life also needs to change. So I remember one moment, though, in particular, uh, where I just had my first daughter, Grace, Mm -hmm. and there were a lot of things that um, I wasn't doing that I wanted to be doing, whether it's small habits or big things. But one of the things was, I really wanted to read the Bible from front to end. Mm. Uh, and I wanted to because of my grandfather, like, mm-hmm. you know, that, like you said, the, the legacy that mm-hmm. these people have left with me, this mm-hmm. humility that they had, I wanted to know what that was about. And I had like, you know, read my Bible in burnt, like little spurts, but right. I don't know, it just felt like why am I not doing this? I'm not doing this because I'm afraid. I'm Mm, not doing mm. this because I don't think I have enough knowledge. I'm not doing this because of the imposter syndrome, you know? Um, But I remember one night I wrote myself a note to myself in the kitchen and it said, you know, all those things you've always wanted to do, Mm -hmm. you should go do them. Mm. And that was a note to myself about that. And lo and behold, I shared that on social media and it's been shared like 30 million times now on the internet. Wow. But the heart behind that was was that um at some point in your life and probably at ten, twenty, thirty points in your life, you gotta make a decision. Mm. Are you gonna live for the things that truly matter or are you just gonna keep going through the motions? That's it. And living for the things that matter, it takes risk. Mm-hmm. I'm preaching to myself here mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, now. Because mm-hmm. again, I'm in it again in this time. It. Yes, my life. yes. Uh, it takes risk. It takes, um, the possibility that you'll fail. Mm -hmm. But what I always come back to is this, what are the positive possibilities that could happen if I did take? Yes. And what's the multiplying effect that could happen from them? And so for me at that moment, I'm like, well, I could feel like humiliated that I start the Bible and I get into Leviticus and I'm like, (laughs) I, I have no idea what's happening. Uh, and I quit. And that would feel bad mm-hmm. or I could just not start ever and mm-hmm. feel this way forever mm-hmm. and not like take a little bite out of this. And so I did end up reading the whole Bible and I'm so gra- glad that I did. And it yeah. wasn't perfect and yeah. it didn't need to be. Yeah, uh, But yeah, you know, all those things you've always wanted to do. There's no better time than now to do them.
0: Yeah. And don't let fear is a sucker. Don't let fear stop you no. from what it is that you want to do. It's it's like, no. I love what you just said about the process that you went through too. Like for me, just naming my fear, like what Maddie, what are you really afraid of? right? right. And, and why? Like, yeah. okay, this person might judge you or, you know, you might feel embarrassed. And then I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, but is that really worth when I think about all that I could accomplish and all that God's gifted me to do? Is me, my pride, my ego dealing with embarrassment or shame or whatever else, is that worth me not doing what I right. purpose to do? Right. It's like <laughs> there's no right. comparison.
1: I know, and it's funny, it's like we keep these thoughts in our head, you're right. Um, and they just keep kind of swimming there and holding us back until yep. we either like you, you you're so good at encouraging women about this all the time. But once you finally get it out there and name the fear yes. or, uh, you know, I don't know, just acknowledge whatever it is. If it comes out of your mouth, many times for me, I'm like, okay, and why am I afraid of that? Right. it's, it's not- <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> You know, but when it's in our heads, it's like a big monster up there. But yeah. We have to somehow in some, you know, healthy way. Get those things out so we can see them clearly for what they are
0: yeah and it's it's um, a part of it is conditioning too right like uh, you know <laughs> yeah. even what w- we think about like intentional parenting um and even how i speak life into my daughter now as a two-year-old like not shaming her for making mistakes or using yes. the, you know failure or 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 whatever like i think so many of these things get into our minds from even a young age from well-meaning loved ones and family members who are trying to like encourage us with quote unquote tough love but Mm. I think some of that stuff can be really detrimental absolutely so I mean it it matters like the language matters and the I I read somewhere and I can't remember where now y'all know I like to uh, uh, give uh, attribution to where I've heard stuff I can't remember where but I read somewhere by somebody that um, the voice of like your parents or whoever kind of raised you when you were little—that becomes mm-hmm. your inner voice. Whoa! As an adult,
1: that's so, crazy. <laughs> and so true, I can so, see that.
0: Yeah. yeah. So it's like sometimes I'll speak things to myself, um, good or bad, because there were a lot of ways that, like, you know, my mom is such an encourager, and so that I, sometimes I'll like, be <laughs> encouraging as well, and I'll hear like, "Oh yeah," because when I was little, I was told that I could do anything. But then yeah. there are other things. It might be a teacher or another kid at school, you know, those things kind of all play into our inner voice as adults. So Mm. it's, it's important that we are conscious of that now that we're the
1: grownups. And that is really convicting as a parent too. I'm going to sit with that one, (laughs) you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like we're literally the parents, we're the grownups. You just said like college was 20 years ago and I'm like, yeah, sure was. Crazy. Crazy.
1: Let's move on from that topic. <laughs>
0: All right, so you shared with us that you've done tons of things, personal training, the wedding magazine um, editor, the wedding planning, uh, children's book author. What would you say is the greatest, and you've touched on this a little bit, but personal lesson that you've learned from your journey as it relates to setting and achieving good goals? Because you have made, you know, set, set some goals and you've, you've pushed through and you've gotten a lot accomplished. So like What, not just the, okay, I made a list, I checked it Mm -hmm. off, I got it done, but what has really been most transformative for you across the journey?
1: Yeah, it is always coming back to what I call the golden question, which Mm. we, you know, talked a little bit about before, but to expand on it more, it's um, if you just kind of go through the motions in life or, uh, you know, you don't ever think about the big picture, then you won't ever do anything that gets you there. I mean, it it sounds so simple Mm -hmm. to say it out loud, but uh, that question of where do you want to be when you're, say you know lord willing 80 mm-hmm. 90 100 mm-hmm. years old and that's hard for me to answer honestly i think what's easier for me to answer and what always transforms my thoughts is what won't matter
0: mm. what
1: won't matter and i even asked myself that yesterday yeah. I, I had come back from that meeting i was struggling a little bit with the imposter syndrome of yes. i had no idea about this like mergers and acquisition co- topic <laughs> we were talking about and uh i i started to get down on myself and i was yeah. like laura what is going to matter in the big picture yeah. like is it going to Is this this thing that you're... No, no, it doesn't matter. Move on. Nobody cared in that room what I thought, you know? Um, So that question sets me right. And the the way that it gets really practical is that when you really look at the big picture, uh, it helps you to make decisions about today. Mm -hmm. So. If I say to myself that what will matter is cultivating the faith and hearts of my children, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, growing that legacy of faith in them, then all the stuff I'm worried about, like their perfect behavior or their whatever, whatever it is mm-hmm. you want, a daily basis mm-hmm. sibling squabbles is not going to matter. Their hearts are going to matter. Yes. Um, and gosh, it just makes my to do list so much easier. Yes. I look at my to do list sometimes and I'm like, oh, why was that there? Right. That does not it matter. To matter. Me in The big it picture. Doesn't matter. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um, we hear questions a lot because primarily our listeners are women and a lot of moms too, um, about like getting it all done and yeah. um, how to achieve goals. People ask me all the time, like, how do you get it all done? My answer is short, which is I don't. Same. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but people ask all the time and I really, i I don't know how exactly to answer it. So hopefully mm-hmm. you can help me um to answer this question if you could give our listeners just one or two key thoughts key nuggets to help them in that space of just and you started to touch on this like prioritizing what really matters and you 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 use the little by little but for people who aren't familiar mm-hmm. with power sheets which this is an endorsement. Power sheets are the bomb. <laughs> but you also, you could just—you could also just like write these things on a sheet of paper, sure. right? But if you can yeah. just help people with like just one or two takeaways in that space, can you share some nuggets, some oh, wisdom? I'd be happy to. Okay. Yeah.
1: First of all, you guys should know that I am a lazy person. Like <laughs> I, the, the reason why I've had to focus so much on this stuff in my life, and then you know, praise the Lord, be able to pass some helpful things on to people mm-hmm. is. Uh, because I need it myself, mm-hmm. like if it was up to me, I would just lay around all day, and at the same time, I know that that doesn 't really feel good in the end, and that 's mm-hmm. not really going to add up to anything, yeah. so these thoughts are coming from someone who I struggle with this mm-hmm. you know, um, but as far as getting it all done you 're right we 're not always going to get it all done, mm-hmm. but I think what we have to define is the all part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look, because I'm sure a lot of you are probably thinking, as I think all the time, I have to get it all done. Mm -hmm. All of it's required. You know, the laundry's not going to do itself. There are just, I can't take anything off this list. You know, tell me how to actually cut something out. Mm -hmm. And that is where I have to give the hard advice of sometimes you have to make a decision to say no to something to say yes to something better. Mm. Uh, And that means that maybe you'll disappoint people. That's good. (laughs) Sometimes you have to, I'm going to say this to myself again too. (laughs) Sometimes you have to say no to one thing in Mm. order to say yes to something better. That's good. I know. Let's just let that sit for a second. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, it likely will mean you will disappoint people. Mm -hmm. That's the thing is everybody wants advice on tips and tricks and, But sometimes the honest advice is you're just going to have to disappoint someone. And sometimes that someone's going to be yourself. That's real. (laughs) Uh, A lot of times we start a new year, for instance, with such beautifully written uh, goals or intentions or whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And things that actually do matter, right? Like, okay, all the things matter. Um, But do we have to do them all right away? Mm. I mean, I know we want to. And I think this is probably the best practical advice I can give is Mm -hmm. you really got to stop and question yourself. Is this thing that's on my list for this season? Mm. I mean, I had something yesterday. I was like, gosh, I'd really, really like to finish that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It would feel so good to finish that. And I don't have time for it right Mm -hmm. now. So readjusting my expectations to say, okay, let's punt that to two seasons from now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it gives me a lot more space to do the things I do have on my plate really well. Uh, And another practical tip is just you always have to come back to that question. Mm -hmm. Like what really matters in the big picture and what doesn't? Who can I disappoint today? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm. Because I'll tell you, sometimes when people say no to me Mm -hmm. and they say, no, I actually don't have time for that, it makes me feel like I have the freedom to do the same, right? Yes. Right? It's very freeing. we think we're going to disappoint someone, but in essence, we're actually showing them that it's okay to be human. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think the last thing, Mm. I mean, I could say a million things about this topic, but the last thing I'll say is um, you are what you focus on. if you were to, to really do an examination of where you spend your time, I think we would all be surprised at what we actually ingest on a daily basis Mm -hmm. or where we spend our time. So very practically is I, at least once a quarter, I try to write down where I spend my time, you know, nothing Mm -hmm. like too intense. Mm -hmm. I'm not like super rigid in that way, but, Mm -hmm. um, I do take a little time audit and I did this, uh, the most recent one was at the beginning of, this year, end of last year. Mm -hmm. And I realized I was spending 66 hours a year on social media. That's Mm. the equivalent of, I think, 10 minutes a day, Mm. something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, That just hit me. I was like, if my children's hearts matter, I want those 66 hours back. And so now I only spend two minutes a day on Mm. social media just to check in on my team and friends. And uh, that is, I think that adds up to like two hours in a year. And girl, 10 minutes a day isn't bad
0: because I know some of y'all are on here for 10 hours a day like literally when you think about and that if you have an iPhone that settings it tells all because sometimes oh, we does. don't even realize how much screen time we're ingesting especially no. on social especially
1: on Instagram that rabbit hole
0: it'll get totally
1: true yes. yeah it's like it's like anytime we look at a any label like whether it's the ingredients of a food item or a beauty product I loved hearing about your beauty product earlier mm-hmm. um, but if we look at um, the, a label of something and we see an ingredient that maybe we're allergic to or we don't want to do, you know, to Mm -hmm. use it or whatever, um, we instantly put that down. It causes a decision in us. It's like very simple. But if you don't actually read the ingredients or know what you're spending your time on, how can you make changes in the right direction? It's the same thing. That's so good. Yesterday, my mother-in-law sent a box of
0: these delicioso cookies to our house. (laughs) because my.
1: (laughs) I'm so glad I had
0: to say it in Spanish. My um, <laughs> husband's birthday is coming up this weekend. And so she was like, oh, yeah, I sent him for, you know, both all the April babies because my birthday yes. was a couple weeks ago. So she's like, you guys enjoy. And, girl, I turned the nutrition cards around on the, no, the kitchen no. sink or whatever they call the cookie. They had everything in it, the coconut and the nuts and the chocolate chip. <laughs> 100 calories for one cookie. Oh, my gracious. I put that thing down so fast. I don't you even don't want really to. Able. I don't even want to. <laughs> I don't even want to know about this cookie. So then, of course, later that night, (laughs) my husband takes the cookie, warms it up, and is just enjoying it with the chocolate. So I take a little bite, and I was like, oh, this is good. And I was like, that bite was – literally, my mind was like, that bite was probably 100 calories. But if I didn't know, I probably would have ate – I could have ate four or five of those cookies. So it's like taking the time to acknowledge – assess, mm-hmm. address, like in everything we do from the small things all the way to the big things is so important. That mindfulness, that practice yeah. of mindfulness, like whether it's eating a cookie, mm-hmm. how you spend your time, you know, how you spend your time online, being present with the people that, you know, are closest to you. It's really yeah. important that we stay like in the now and that we're mindful and conscious Um have you ever like driven somewhere and you don't even remember how you...
1: Absolutely. Right? Like, yeah. how did I even get here? Yeah. What was
0: going on? I
1: know our time is like that. You're right. And in just looking at it, and again, you don't have to do some intense examination of mm-hmm. every minute that you spend, but just give give it a look, right? Just yeah. give it a little bit of a look. Uh, and it'll help you to redeem the time. Yes. And that's the the beautiful part about it. It's not just... What am I going to discover that I spend my time on? You know, right, right. what what are the ingredients of this cookie? But, <laughs> um, but it may open up uh, a beautiful pocket of time that you can exchange for something that really does matter to you, yeah. and that is super motivating to yes. me. Yes,
0: yeah, I've noticed. Like, I was never a huge TV person, but the amount of TV that I watch has decreased so much. Just number one, because we're in this pressure cooker of Pandemic life and having yeah. to do all the things at home, so it's like I, I don't have time for that. <laughs> right. um, but number two, also, it just it just it's not it doesn't matter. Like it's just mm-hmm. not that valuable to me. And so yeah. I totally agree. Um, when when I catch up with Tanil or whoever on on a Monday and they say, "Girl, how was your weekend? What did you do?" I used to just be like, "I don't even know," because I was just moving, 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 moving yeah. through. Yeah. Um, but I've I've like you said, I've spent more time just really focusing. You know, I haven't done a formal audit, but really focusing (laughs) on what it is that I'm doing and being Mm -hmm. present in the moment. And it's made a world of difference. I love that. Yeah. I love that perspective. Yeah. 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 All right. uh, Last question for this section. If there is one actionable thing that we can do to get started on creating meaningful goals or intentions, whatever you want to call them right now, like if they could just close this episode out and take one action right now, what would it be?
1: Uh, Take a break. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Uh, And the reason I say that is because, you know, to go back to the meeting I went to yesterday, one of the greatest benefits of... That meeting that I go to every month is mm-hmm. not necessarily what we do together. It's mm-hmm. just the fact that I'm spending time away from my business, mm. and it's a sacrifice, right? Like there are a million projects I could have worked on, you know, fires to put out, whatever it is. Uh, but uh, stepping away helps my thoughts to process, and it helps me to think clearly, so that I can set goals and take the right steps. Mm-hmm. So this is your prescription to. Mm-hmm take a break. Even if it's five minutes, it does not have to be a full day. Yes. Um, and I realized that that's probably the hardest thing for me to give to you as a next step. Uh, but there's a reason why it's the best. Mm. Uh, because our brains, they like pattern, they like habit, and they seek those things out. And if we want change, we got to choose it, mm. right? Uh, we we can't keep doing, and y'all have heard this, mm-hmm. that we can't keep doing the same things we've always done and get different results. Mm-hmm. But for me anyway, in order to think clearly, you know, we just have that feeling sometimes of I have so much on my mind. Mm -hmm. I don't want to sit down and journal this (laughs) because that feels like work. I just want to either talk to someone and get it out or I don't know what, like Mm -hmm. I I need to do that. So here's a way to practically do that, friends. (laughs) I'm Mm -hmm. embarrassed to say this. Um, Sometimes I will put my headphones on and Mm -hmm. take a walk around the block Mm -hmm. and pretend like I'm on a phone call. Mm -hmm. But I'm really just talking to myself for God. Mm. (laughs) 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 And I mean, you can get intense in your conversation, friends, and nobody will know the difference. Right. So if you need to talk it out, if you just need to clear your head. I love it. To me, this is all about um, getting a good foundation Mm. because I, there are many times we set goals or we do something out of comparison. We just saw somebody that's doing something awesome. Oh, I need to do that. Mm. No, step away. Step Mm. away for a minute. Remember what really matters to you. Take a breath Mm. and um, come back stronger and better for it.
0: Mm. That's good. So I'm a, I'm an extrovert, right? And Mm -hmm. my sister calls me an external processor. I, like when some people like go in and think, me, I think, As I'm talking, which isn't always the best in the marriage. So I'm working on that. But (laughs) (laughs) so one thing I was doing, um, most of the listeners, unless you're a new listener, know about my story with recurrent miscarriage and pregnancy loss and Mm -hmm. that whole journey. And in the beginning, I was very diligent about journaling the journey. But then I got to like a point where I I really was just getting so frustrated with not just the season I was in, but with God, you know, everything. Um, But I still needed the release. And I didn't want to be a burden on my husband, Mm. right? We carry that like, um, and so I started creating, taking my phone, right, and doing like a selfie and and just talking to myself and recording. That is
1: awesome. Yes. And
0: I now have a video journal,
1: essentially. I love that of
0: that whole season. And wow, it's it's almost like it was like my YouTube show to myself. (laughs) And so now I'll go back, and that's amazing, right? And I'll I'll go back and I'll watch. Sometimes I'll be watching and crying and Ben will be like, you watching that video journal again? I'm like, yes. You know, because I want to tap into that. Um, I'm doing this series right now on hope that I'm sharing that I'm sharing on social and with all the email Mm. subscribers and stuff. And so I had to tap back into that time. And I was like, this is even better than. journal, the tear stained journal or whatever, because I can see and feel and hear in my own voice what I was going through. So I love what you said about kind of speaking things out loud. It Mm -hmm. gives us a release. And then with the recording piece, it also gives us that documentation. um, And you don't have to show it to anyone. But um, yeah, video journal. Uh, There should be I love that. that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And I love that there's like a um, there's a way to mark uh, God's faithfulness in your life. In yes. Way. You know, like That's you look it. back and you can see, wow, look how I've grown. You know? Yes. yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's great. So,
0: all right. So now we're going to move pretty quickly through these next four questions. This is the deeper dive. This is okay. kind of like our lightning round, so to speak. So yeah. we wanna, we're going to push right through. So, deep dive question number one What is the biggest surprise that you've had in the last few months? It can be good or bad. I mean, just surprise.
1: Yeah, I think in the last few months, uh, I've been surprised by how much I love living a quiet life. Mm. Uh, I've I've always, there's a verse that says, you know, live a quiet life and work with your hands. And uh, I've lived what I would consider a pretty loud life mm. for most of my life, you know, just with um, social media or uh, doing speaking or whatever it may be. And I love homeschooling my children. Mm -hmm. I love my garden. I love relationships with my neighbors. I, you know, I love our friendship. Like I love these things that nobody gets to see. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's, uh, it's a blessing is Mm. what it is, but it's a surprise. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's awesome. I love that. And like you said earlier, just by hearing you say it, I feel like it gives me and everyone else permission to unplug, Mm -hmm. power down. Yes, and and, and and go after those quiet, meaningful moments, just by hearing yeah. you say it when you're this is supposed to be the lightning round here. I am digging in, but like when you're oh, do it, go when your business and and even in a lot of ways, your identity were so tied to. Mm visibility and social media and blogging and all the things for you to be able to say that this has been such a pleasant surprise for you, I think is very empowering to others who feel like they can't disconnect.
1: Yeah. And you know, I have to say too, like there's always a balance. Maybe Mm -hmm. in another season, God will say to me, I need you to go and do, like go do your thing. Yes, And so I think this is really just also just a me thing right now. It's okay to be quiet, quiet in your life. You know, even even in my life that nobody sees, it's it's okay for me to not say yes to everything, to yes. all the church things, to all the friend things. Um, I'm really bad at answering text messages, and I've just learned how to be okay with that. So, yes, yes, <laughs> Stuff like that. Yes, <laughs> yeah, right. That's good.
0: Okay, next question. What is something that you are excited about right now?
1: Oh, uh, I'm gonna get really <laughs> cheesy here. <laughs> Uh, I'm really excited about my garden. I'm so excited about our plants. We, with our neighbors, we, uh, have this little tiny piece of land across the street. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's tiny, like Mm -hmm. a postage stamp (laughs) and like not big enough to build a house there or anything. And, um, we started a garden together and it's so fun because we've already had so many neighbors and we live mostly around retirees who, Mm you know, most of them have uh, had a hard time of isolation over Mm, the last mm -hmm, few months. mm -hmm. And everyone's kind of coming out of the woodworks and they're so excited to see what we're doing. And we even had a neighbor bring us seeds the other day. This older lady was so sweet. So I'm just excited to see what's happening and how community is forming around this idea that we had together. And I'm excited to see it grow literally and figuratively.
0: Can you quickly, I, 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 Try to quote you on last week's episode, but can you quickly give us the analogy for growing things in the garden and growing things in our lives and like the seed and going into the dark place and like you do it very poetically. So
1: can you do oh, that for us? I, I hope quick? I can be poetic here. We'll see. <laughs> it's very. It's a. I mean, it's a messy analogy too. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. um, and we were actually in homeschool this morning learning about plant life cycles, and mm. it start. You start as a tiny seed, right? Whether you want to in this hypothetical parallel, make mm-hmm. that an idea you have or mm-hmm. something that really matters to you or you yourself. Mm-hmm. That seed actually has to be planted in the dirt, in mm-hmm. the mess, mm-hmm. in the dark uh, before it can then, after being watered and a little bit of sunlight, press through that darkness toward the light. I know, right? I have chills. I have so, chills. Good. Sing it out loud. so good. We so easily forget that. We think that good things grow from perfect things and they don't peonies grow through the dirt, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the the most beautiful things don't even have a perfect growing path. Mm. Um, Yeah. Thanks for asking me to share that because I needed that too. Yes. And it's
0: like, if God will sustain that tiny seed, if God Mm -hmm. is so concerned with a tiny seed, imagine how concerned and invested he is in yes. the life of his children who have been created in his image. Like I talked mm-hmm. about this during the love series. Like we learn how to love ourselves by first looking at the blueprint. We were created in his image. The first and greatest <laughs> commandment so right, true. is to love God and yeah. the second is like it, it's to love others as we love ourselves. We usually do the love God and love others, but we yeah. skip the loving ourselves. And so there's <laughs> so, there's so much to be learned from, even when you talked about resting, if God, the creator of all everything, mm-hmm. took a Sabbath, right? Yes. Who are we to think <laughs> that Breach. we don't need to rest <laughs> right. and, and take a break? Um. And so I could go down a whole thing with this, but it's just, it's beautiful to know that all of his creation from the tiniest seed, um, mm-hmm. to our lives, which we know are, are meaningful, he has his hands on and he, you know, he will sustain us <laughs> through the mess, through the dirt. Yes. yeah, Yes, yes. Yeah.
1: And the best part is we don't really have to do anything to make something grow. We mm. just first have to plant the seed, right? Wow. We just have to have the faith to plant the seed and believe that it's going to turn into the thing it's going to turn into.
0: And let it, and let it do what is what it was created to do, let it do what it does,
1: yeah, and then tend it little by little, right, yes. but we're not the one that actually forces it out of the ground,
0: yeah, right, right, we let it, we let it, we let it grow, and then what does the tending look like, like like the 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 pruning and all of that because Pruning, I'm sure it's not a, a, the most comfortable <laughs> for the leaves or whoever's going through it. So I think it's important <laughs> for us to know too just because you see that thing spring out of the ground doesn't mean that like mama made it. Like there's more to the journey of the growth yeah. as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, our, so we have this little tiny peach tree and I remember one year it had so many little baby peaches on it and at first I thought, oh, this is awesome. We're going to have like 400 peaches this year. And then the plant started to droop. Like Mm. it was so heavy with Mm. fruit that one of the branches actually broke. I had to graft it together with like thick, you know, gorilla tape. And then um, I realized that I needed to prune it. Mm. And it was, i maybe it's because I'm such a plant lady, but it was painful mm-hmm. to cut off these big limbs of this beautiful tree that had tons of fruit on it. And yet those peaches that we had that year after doing that big prune were the sweetest and very Juicy. best we've ever had. Yes, yes. Oh, It was amazing. And yes. the Lord was teaching me a lesson in all of that, of course. Is yeah. That good things grow little by little, but they also grow through pruning. Mm. They also need a consistent tending of coming back to it, parallel to our lives, always keep coming back to what matters. Yeah, And making your decisions about what you're going to say yes to and what you're going to say no to. And we're never going to get it perfect. We don't have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but coming back and just going through that continual process helps you to keep moving in the right direction. Mm.
0: So saying no to the 400 peaches gave yes. you uh, a couple of, of, of baskets of the juiciest, sweetest peaches. That did. Yeah, it did. That, that was a sweet year. <laughs> yes. I love that.
1: All
0: right. Here's, a, here's the stumper question that always gets everybody. What is a failure or a setback that you're actually proud of and grateful for.
1: Oh well, first of all, I'm, I'm grateful for all of them. Mm. Uh, like s- seriously, I have learned so much more from failures and setbacks than I have from anything that, on paper, someone would say that was a success. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that that the real answer for me is um, to use the word proud, and it's going to sound weird. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm always grateful and I guess proud is the right word when God humbles me. Mm-hmm. Uh when I either make a mistake in business or I uh you know I I use words that I could have used softer words for or uh or I I thought something was the right decision and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean I feel like that's my constant prayer mm-hmm. is God please humble me. Please humble mm-hmm. me. And it's hard to pray because you know that he's going to do it and Um, but I'm grateful for that because truly out of the times where I've felt like I have no idea what I'm doing, uh, and I don't mean that in a really big, big, bad way, but times where I really felt like I need to learn, Mm. I need to grow, I need to listen. Um, those are the times that the best connections happen, uh, Mm. and the best relationships and the best Mm. ideas really happen Mm. from times when I'm really listening, uh, and yeah, it's hard to pick out one. There's mm. been a lot of times like that. You know <laughs> what?
0: It, that's so wild because I feel like that's really how our relationship grew. Yes. So for those of you who don't know, Laura's white. And <laughs> <laughs> and so when everything was happening around all yeah. of this social unrest um, last May, and and this stuff keeps happening, um, yeah. this stuff keeps happening, I was... Looking to all my faves online to see, like, what is their response? Are they standing with me? Are they who they say mm-hmm. they are? You know, where where are they? Like, where are you right now, right? And I looked on Laura's Instagram and Cultivate What Matters Instagram, and I I didn't see, you know, fast enough or exactly what I was looking for in terms of a response from this, uh, company organization that I deem to be socially responsible and have such a great heart. I didn't see what I was looking for. And typically, you know, I would just, whatever, move on. But I was like, I was hurt by it. I was hurt by yeah. it because my expect I had an expectation and it, it just, I I started thinking about like some of my experiences and I, I shared them, like not even privately, like I shared them like on Instagram. Um, which is different for me but I was operating out of like this very raw emotional space, very 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 emotional mm-hmm. space this time last year. Um and I just it's just crazy that we're we're still here but um from that uh Lara's response to me was so personal and um genuine and authentic and how we've been able to grow together in the season, you know, that followed through that. And, um, the kind of friend she's been to me through uh, lots of other things, you know, you guys know Ellie was sick and just, just a whole lot of stuff. Um, and things that she shared with me about herself, very personal things, just like right off the bat, right? (laughs) It was like, God used that thing and he forged this relationship, which we all, we knew each other and we're acquainted and friendly, but like, it was like something that, um, could have been deemed as a failure or a misstep mm-hmm. turned into something so beautiful, at least in our personal relationship. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that. So thank I you for sharing. You. Yeah. I love you too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last question here. What is something that you stand in need of right now, something that you look forward to making happen or something that we can pray for you on? Like what is something that you need right now? How can we come alongside you?
1: Okay. My first real <laughs> response to this is <laughs> I need a back rub. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's real. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but let let you not pray for that. Um, <laughs> actually, it is kind of real is that mm-hmm. I've had this neck injury for uh, two and a half years and mm. it's turned into chronic pain. Wow, and sorry. Uh, it's just like, you know, I'm, I know there are worse things, but yeah. it's not something that I thought that I would be dealing with mm-hmm. for this long in mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it keeps me from doing a lot of the things that I love. And at the same time, you know, I guess to kind of go back to your other question, this is one of those things that I have actually been in a weird way grateful for mm. because it's made me really reliant on God in mm. those moments mm. every day uh, when I just don't feel like myself or I haven't slept for the millionth time in a row. Um, it, it really it has slowed me down in a great way. Mm. You know, it, it's wow. hard to say those things in the same sentence, but. Um, I think that what I always love prayer for, and I, I will always love praying this for other people too, is that the things that we go through make us grow Mm. in the right direction, Mm. Uh, whatever it is that we're in right now. So I will always take prayers for that, Mm. that, uh, the good things, but mostly the hard things uh-huh. that we experience on a daily basis. That they help me, then in turn, turn around and pass something amazing on to somebody else. Yeah. That God would use those for His glory. That there would be good fruit from the pruning. That um and that I'd be willing, you know, like that yeah. I'd be willing to to turn my mess into His message. Yeah, mm.
0: that's good. That I felt I'll take that. a back rub too, but. <laughs> Take a <laughs> massage as well. Yeah. Um, okay. So before we transition into a word with Matt and Laura, I want to, to first thank you again for being here and for being so open and honest um, and just sharing your story with us. Um, we're very grateful for that. And I want everyone who's listening to know just how great you are. Like, I, I'm so grateful for your friendship and I want other people to be able to find you and connect with you and all the work that you do. Like, you really, I, I know you're, um, you, you have like a posture of humility, but she produces some really, really great stuff. And I want y'all to be able to find it. So can you tell us, please, where people can find you, um, where people can find your company, your, your team, your products
1: um, on the on the Internet? You are so kind, first of all. This has been such a blessing to get this time with you. Yeah. Selfishly, just so grateful to have this time with you. Um, and thank you for doing all of those things for other people as well. Uh, you. Yes, you can find us at yeah. cultivatewhatmatters.com. And um, that is very generous. I have a wonderful team. I'm very grateful.
0: Thank you. All right, guys. So now I'm going to transition into a word with Madden. So I'm going to start with the scripture that I was meditating on for this episode. The scripture is Proverbs 21, 5. In the ESV version, it reads, the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. Ooh, good one. Right? Whoa. God just leads me to these scriptures because that's not one that I had ever really meditated on before, but, wow, um, but I did, I spent some time. So here's my thought. We live in a society that views time as a commodity. Time is money is quite literally an American proverb. So I looked it up on Google and Google, um, attributes it to Benjamin Franklin. Um, but we know that we live in this, um, capitalist Western society that values what we can produce, and how quickly we can produce it. And so we often feel this unspoken pressure to do it faster, to accomplish it younger, to be the first to market, to be the first in our friend group, um, being last or late are shunned, whether it's the last friend to get married or being late to start your podcast or your blog, because everybody's already been doing it for the last 10 years. Um, We value these arbitrary lists like top 30 under 30 and top 40 under 40. Uh, We share adages that to be early is to be on time and to be on time is to be late. We hate traffic. We love 30-minute meals. We love five-minute hair color. We literally glorify speed. Yet this microwave mentality causes us to be hasty in our actions and to miss out on the present and to be so focused on the future that we live with a constant undercurrent of stress and anxiety that we've normalized But y'all, these manifestations of stress and anxiety are not normal. It is not normal to have chronic insomnia or heart palpitations or to always feel frazzled or forgetful. The Bible tells us in this verse in Proverbs that everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. And I understood this not only to mean financial poverty, but that we, um, when we're moving so quickly and that when we're hustling so hard we're really missing out on the richness of right now. And so I feel like we're, we're by, by missing out on that richness, we are coming to poverty um, by moving so quickly. And there's, there, there's, there's something to be said about that. And there's also something that we can do about that. The verse starts by stating that the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance. And sometimes we're hustling so hard because we're trying to get to abundance, but I'm talking about abundant thinking, abundant living, and abundant joy. The verse is very specific in calling out the plans of the diligent. Diligence is defined as steady, earnest, and energetic effort. It's not about speed or haste, as we sometimes like to think. Diligence is about consistency, and it's about heart. Diligence is about the things that we put effort into day after day, the little by little, moving our Mm -hmm. bodies, being a great mom, praying every morning, writing, writing, showing up in love, not blowing up at our partner, treating ourselves with tenderness. These are not one-time actions. These are things that require diligence, but they return to us in abundance. So here's my practice for us, for all of us this week. It's to think about those things that are most important to you in this season of life and then write them down. Y'all know I always say, write everything down. That's biblical too. And then over the next week, I want us to practice small daily acts towards achieving those top intentions that we've written down. And it's, it's smaller than you think. It's just about showing up and doing that thing
1: little by little. And that's my word for the week. That was great. Thank Thank you for that. Thank, wow. you. Thank you. Amen and amen to all of that. I yes. totally needed that. Yes, that awesome.
0: indeed. Look at God. All right. Last thing before we close out is the question of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so think of a goal that you have in this season, Laura, and share how you uh, will or already are working on it little by little each day.
1: Yeah. So my health is a goal right now, mm-hmm. um, just through, you know, my neck injury that I mentioned and so many other crazy things that have happened in my health over the last year. Mm -hmm. Um, It it sometimes can feel like an insurmountable mountain Mm -hmm. to climb Mm -hmm. when we have uh, challenges that are really out of our control, but mm. ways that I am working on it truly are the little by little. Mm. Like I've got this timer set on my mm. phone mm-hmm. where every two hours, it reminds me to do my neck exercises for physical therapy. Nice. And <laughs> I have learned to not cringe when that alarm comes, up, comes on, mm-hmm. but just to try to, th- it, like my alarm literally says it's breathing time. Mm. And so sometimes I'll just take that time and I lay back and I do my thing and I just try to let it all go. Mm. Just breathe through it, right? Um, and for me, it's the same thing with uh, physical exercise of there are mornings when I'm just going to chase kids around the driveway. Right. Uh, I don't, you know, have time to go to the gym in the morning or like the ability to do that with three kids right now. Yeah. And um, sometimes it's, I put pine straw in the garden this morning, yep. you know, whatever it is. Yep. But um, trying to enjoy those things, but be really intentional about making sure that I'm getting like at least 30 to 40 minutes of some activity in the morning. Mm. And my neighbors think I'm crazy because I am totally in my PJs running <laughs> up and down my driveway, whatever. And I am much happier afterwards. But um, I know that, uh, you know, hopefully those things will add up over time. They will. Uh, gosh, I love the encouragement you gave us today. They will. Thank you for that. I yeah. needed that.
0: Good, good. And I'll answer too. Mine is that I have all of this content that I've written, all these journal entries, and even the Weekly Word with Madden that I share on the podcast. And I want to put those things onto the website. They're already written, right? Yes. I just want to put them on the website. And so I looked <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I have so many of them and I need this big block of time. And then I was like, you know what? You could just cut and paste one a day and look at it, tweak it, and meditate good. on it. You could just do one. So that's my thing. Little by little. I'm going to share some of these nuggets um, from the podcast and put them on the website so that more people can have access to them, read them, you know, meditate on them, sit with them. Yep. So that's that's my goal. My big goal is to get the website updated, but my little by little is to just cut, paste, and share one a day, one a week, even, um, and just to slowly get them up there. So that's well, that's mine. you
1: are a great writer. There's Thank that, you. and also even just hearing you share every time that you do. You do it with joy, and so I just I'm trying to encourage you now that even doing those that one a week or whatever it may be for you, uh, the fact that you do it with joy, like Mm. that's Mm. just who you are, that uh, will make such an impact on people's lives more than a hundred of them, you know, all at once. So I love it. I'm excited.
0: I love it too. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I love you. I'm grateful for you. Um, And I hope that I've been able to introduce you to some people because I feel like everybody needs to know. Laura,
1: you're so kind. (laughs) I'm so grateful for you.
0: (laughs) All right. Thank you guys for listening. Have a fabulous week until next week. We love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Love Madden, the podcast.
1: Wait, are you subscribed yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Show us some love and subscribe, share, rate,
0: and review. Yes, and then let's keep talking at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. That's L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-N.
1: And connect with
0: me at Tennille Daniels. That's T-E-N-N-I-L-L-E
1: Daniels.